Welcome to the Innovate CT Podcast. So thanks again for joining another episode of the Innovate CT Podcast. And I'm really excited to have, a, uh, I think, a really intriguing, inspiring guest uh, for, for this show, uh, Jackie Garofano. So Jackie, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And, and you know, before we, I, I think most, most of our listeners know, I always talk to my guests before we, we jump into the podcast. Because uh, a lot of people have questions on, you know, how do how do you do the podcast? How does it work? You know, what are we going to talk about? Things like that. And I made a comment to you that I think you've probably inspired a lot of young women already in your short career. And I hope this podcast helps inspire more young women to join the, the field of, you know, STEM and science and technology and engineering and math. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about, I, I would say, your very unique background and how you went from, uh, undergrad to grad school to working at Yale to now working at a you know a Fortune 50 company. Sure. So hi everyone. As Nick said, I'm Jackie Garifano. Uh, for those that you know in the official circles, but not necessarily, uh, I'm referred to as Doctor Jacqueline Garifano. I have a PhD from the University of Connecticut in Material Science and Engineering. And that took me nine years to achieve, going from uh, deciding that I wanted to pursue a bachelor's degree all the way through graduate school. So a little bit about myself. I'm a Connecticut native. I grew up along the shoreline in Milford. I went to public school. I was always inspired by astronomy and astrophysics, and I wanted to be an astronaut or like study you know, the cosmos. And really what I think inspired me was a late, later on in life. So it wasn't really until I took physics and chemistry and math in high school that I started to think about what I wanted to do after, after high school. Um, I am a first-generation college student. My parents didn't go to college. No one in my family went to college. And certainly no one is in engineering or technology. So I'm like the first and only scientist. Uh, and it's been quite a journey that I just love sharing about and, and talking through because, um, you know, I decided that when I wanted to go to college, I was going to study physics because I really just wanted to grasp the fundamentals of science. And I was I really liked physics. I had a great experience in high school, probably my sophomore or junior year. And I enrolled in Southern Connecticut State University and was accepted into the Honors College. And that was really the first, the only school that I applied to. And in high school, I was maybe an honor student. I wasn't taking AP level classes. So again, I was just someone that worked hard and was, you know, and had drive. So, you know, people sort of scoffed at the fact that, oh, well, you're so much better than going to Southern. And I was like, really? That doesn't make any sense to me. And had I not gone to Southern, I wouldn't have met my mentor, Dr. Christine Broadbridge, who is a professor in physics or was at the time. And this is like, you know, going back more than 15 years ago. So the early 2000, 2002, I enrolled in Southern and she was the catalyst that really set me on my journey 
into higher education, into materials research, which I had no idea what that was even about, right? Like STEM was not a thing. We didn't have, you know, really targeted programs in my high school about what science, technology, engineering, and math was. It was straight core curriculum at the time. And so as a freshman, I met her at like an open house and she was like, do you want to get involved in research? And I was like, sure, not even knowing what I was getting into. <laughs> like, seriously. I love that. Like a naive college freshman and a professor asks you and you're like, yeah, yeah that sounds good, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And so, I, I mean, honestly, like it must have just there, it was meant to happen. And the journey that she took me on, she took me under her wing. I worked in the lab. I was able to do research alongside um, graduate students and faculty at Yale University because there was a partnership um, through the National Science Foundation, which she was driving the, um, that center for. So I was like, I, I was in, right? And I was hooked. And I love sharing with people that, you know, my, my vision or what I was aspiring to, to study, right, was the cosmos, like huge, ginormous things, you know, unfathomable. But really, as I started to, you know, through my collegiate career as an undergrad studying physics, I was able to get into the lab and have hands-on experimental experiences with studying material science. Again, something that I wasn't even, you know, wasn't even on my radar. But these are, you know, materials that are um, used in integrated circuits that power, you know, your cell phone. And at the time, we didn't have iPhones and all this cool stuff. So <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was just a really exciting time. And so my, the size scale of which I was, my fascination lied, totally flipped. So I was studying things on the order of microns, which is, um, you know, millions, millionths of a meter. So, you know, 10 to the, if you're thinking scientific notation, it's like 10 to the minus six, 10 to the minus nine. So the micro and nano scale, so nanotechnology. And, um, you know, it was because of her and the connections and the exposure that I had at Southern I was able to decide that I wanted to continue my education and pursue a graduate degree. So again, here I am, first-generation college student, not really knowing what the hell I was doing, but I had this really great mentorship from this incredible woman who, you know, is still very close in my circle, and, you know, I can't say enough about mentorship. And so that brought me to studying material science and engineering at the University of Connecticut. So again, so I, I, I still say- pause you for one quick second, Jackie? So, yes, please. So before we jump to UConn, what do you think, I mean, you know, clearly like, you know, this professor didn't know you, right? She didn't know you when she met you as a freshman. What do you think she saw mm -hmm. in you? Like, you know, wh why did she pick you? Like, how did that happen? Was there, uh, looking back now, was there a reason that you think she kind of, you know, selected you Maybe, to, to do this or, or is it just happenstance? I think it's a mixture of serendipity and seeing, you know, that I was interested. I sort of came in thinking like, I want to study astrophysics. I'm interested in physics. Tell me about your program. So it was kind of like that initiative that I was taken. And, and again, you know, when you're entering college and you're, you don't know what you're doing and it's like a nerve wracking time in your life. 
Um, you know, I, I just, I attribute it to being, you know, she saw something in me and maybe I was exuding and like putting off, you know, this, I can do mentality, which, which I pretty much have been honing my whole life. (laughs) Um, and you know, absolutely. I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And so that she was the catalyst that really set me on my path. Yeah. I was, I was just, I was just curious because I, you know, I always, you hear stories like this and you often wonder, you know, why did that happen? Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. okay. So, so sorry. So I started to interrupt you. So back to, back to the, the journey. So now we're on to UConn. Sure. Yeah. So I enrolled in a PhD program at the university of Connecticut in material science and engineering. And, um, you know, as an undergrad, I had research experiences over the summer, again, working alongside Yale university, uh, students and postdocs and professors. So I already had like the hands-on training that really, you know, set me apart, I think, for some of the uh, students that were enrolling in the program. And so I had a good jump on, you know, the experimental work that I was involved with. And I just, I knew I wanted to keep going. I, you know, type A personality, you know, like overachiever. Sure. I check all those boxes. Um, And so UConn was just a really amazing experience as well. And I had another great mentor and it was because uh, my PhD advisor, Mark Andow, knew Christine. And so, you know, the science community is kind of small, especially in Connecticut. And so everyone knows each other. And so mentoring, mentorship and networking are two things that I really are pillars that um, I stand on and advocate for because it's absolutely critical. And, you know, the transformation that I went through, especially as an undergrad, where I was, even though like I sort of showed um, and exuded, you know, that this is what I'm interested in, I was still very much introverted. And I credit being a tour guide on campus through the admissions office at Southern for really bringing me out of my shell, having me, you know, speak to all different people, parents, you know, students, friends, whatever, um, for days at a time. And so communication skills are something that's really important as well. And I was able to sort of grow into myself and into my voice. Um, And that's especially important if you're in the sciences or technology or any type of, you know, role that you play where you have to try to communicate what you do, why you do it, um, you know, where you are in life and how, you know, you could help other people. And so not that many people know that I was a tour guide, but that was another kudos to Southern because I definitely saw that evolution of me coming out of my shell. Um, it's, it's, so it's, sidebar. It's, it's, no, it's just funny <laughs> you say that because I think a lot of people, a lot of people take a lot of different types of jobs during college, you know, some on campus, some off campus. And, you know, this one was not related to what you were studying. It wasn't related to STEM. It it wasn't related to anything you were doing from a learning perspective. But you just, you you know, you just noted how important it was to your career, right? So it's always, it's always kind of funny slash ironic how these jobs you really don't think are going to be that impactful or that exciting or that important turn out to be really, you know, really like a game changer in your career. So that's just, it's an interesting perspective. 
and even even so getting back to my Yukon experience, I spent five years there. I was enrolled in a PhD program. I started doing research on aerospace materials and laser drilling of cooling holes for jet engine components using uh, electron microscopy. So really cool microscopes, um, you know, doing materials characterization. And two years into my program, after I finished my coursework, um, the funding for that particular effort had, you know, sort of gone away as things do. So my advisor, you know, suggested that I write up a thesis because I already had almost two years worth of research, which I had done. And um, then it was, you know, okay, so what's next? I, I enrolled to, you know, come out of here with a doctoral degree. Uh, where are we going with this? So getting back to UConn, I, this is about 2006. I was, you know, doing my coursework for the two years of my PhD curriculum, and I was doing research on air, uh, studying um, the percussion, the effects of percussion laser drilling of cooling holes in aerospace components. And so, you know, something that I was that wasn't familiar, like wasn't the same research that I was doing as an undergrad, but was still very fascinating, and you know, had the connection to aerospace because who doesn't love Top Gun, right? Like that's one of my, sure. you know, fan favorites. Um, and so I was able to do research uh, on that for about two years until the funding for that particular program was was no longer available. And so my advisor, Mark Andow, and I had decided that I had enough research under my belt to write this up as a master's thesis and to earn a master's degree. So that I did that in 2009. And at that point, I had been approached by Christine, uh, who was the education director of the Nas a National Science Foundation Materials Research Science and Engineering Center at Yale University in partnership with Southern. And so she was looking for someone to take on the role of education and outreach coordinator to support her. And, you know, I was trying to think about, you know, I didn't really have anything lined up for my PhD research at the time, which was a little bit stressful, but, you know, they were committed to me and I was committed to getting my doctoral degree no matter what. <laughs> uh, so 2019 was an interesting year and also a pivotal year because I was able to support Christine and to really get into the educational outreach um, sector which I've had some uh, alignment and exposure and passion around, but this was an opportunity for me to, you know, sort of step into a role while still pursuing a PhD, doing just the research because I had finished on my coursework and defend and pass my qualifier, I think at this point. Um, and so I, I took that on. And that was just so fun and exciting because I was able to focus on, the educational outreach sort of domain on all spectrum of, you know, the pipeline. So K through 12, which is something that the center was focused on within New Haven, which is an underserved, underrepresented, you know, public uh, school district. And so that community at large, you know, the center was very passionate about providing opportunities and learning opportunities, not only for the students, but for uh, STEM educators as well. And I know, Nick, that's something that you're very passionate about is 
professional development of those educators and teachers. And so I was sort of involved and immersed in that work, but as well, I was able to work um, alongside and support undergraduate students that were coming into Yale and Southern for summer research experiences, something that I had done as an undergrad. And so, you know, just the people aspect of, you know, the world in which I live in within STEM and technology and research is something that's really important to me. And I just enjoy living through other people's experiences, trying to help them. Because one thing that I aspire to do is to be what Christine was for me, for someone else, to be what Mark was for me, for someone else, right? It's just have that impact. And so I think I'm doing it and I'm living through it. And, you know, at the time that experience of, you know, being sort of mid PhD invested in the educational outreach space really enabled me to, you know, even, you know, what is this 10 years later, come into my role at United Technologies, which we could talk about later, but to just finish up about UConn, you know, I graduated with a PhD. And so people that, you know, see me at that time, I was like 26 or something like, you know, super young and people like, wow, you know, wow, you know, because one, I'm a woman, <laughs> I'm pretty, I was pretty young at the time. And, you know, being a woman in technology and, you know, having the opportunity to have, a, to receive a doctorate degree, you know, is amazing. And, and it sort of breaks that, that mold or that status quo. And what I will say is that, um, you know, people are like, oh my God, you must be wicked smart. And it's like, mm, okay, maybe, but really, you know, to just be frank and completely honest, it's like, I bust my ass for what I have. And, right. you know, I, I did the work and I put the work in and I've been able to be surrounded within my role at within United Technologies to be amongst PhDs across all walks of life from all over the world in technical domain areas and learn from them and know like, okay, you know, you can't compare yourself to anyone else. I just, I know what I bring and I know what, um, you know, just drives me. And so, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, you know, 10, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, you know, my PhD might not be, you know, what my, what my career is focused on, but it was something that it was a goal that I had an aspiration and I, I did it. And I was fortunate enough to have the support from my academic advisors to really carry me through. Because if I think back to when I was a junior in high school, I had no idea. It was because of the path and the journey that I took um, from all of those moments in my career. No, I think that's really inspiring for, for you know, a lot of people that are listening to this to kind of hear, you know, just your journey and how you ended up where you are today. So you mentioned you work in United Technologies, and I, from from looking at your LinkedIn, you not only work there, but you also continue to work at Yale um, as as a research experience for undergraduate coordinator while you were working at United Technologies as a scientist. Is that correct? Yeah, so that was sort of like at the tail end. Um, so that work with Yale as the research experiences for undergrads coordinator was part of the education outreach coordinator role, of which was still was um, 
you know, at that transitional point between my master's work and my PhD work. And then at the tail end of that, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, you know, after graduating <laughs> with a, with a PhD, um, I was, there was an opening at United Technologies and I was able to step into that role. Um, so again, very fortunate having uh, a network that wasn't as big as it is now, which I'm really proud of. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's something, my, my work in the educational space as someone that was, you know, trying to foster and cultivate and mold and shape and to support young aspiring engineering students uh, was really critical. No, I, I, I'm sure that was also very rewarding too. As far as your, your time at Yale, the, the program that they have uh, between Southern and Yale, um, the, the, the CRISP program, is that something mm -hmm. that you see across like the country or is that very unique to um, Connecticut? It, it's, it's not unique to Connecticut. Um, however, there were only 40, I believe at the time there, that might be, um, the number may be less or more, um, but these are specialized uh, centers recognized for their innovative research in different types of engineering. Um, and so the partnership between Yale and Southern had been something that was on the order of over a decade long. Oh, wow. And so there was long standing success with that program to have continual funding for the grant um, going beyond. And, um, you know, it's just really fascinating. Uh, and it was exciting to sort of be right at the start of that. So seeing and being alongside of Christine when that was getting stood up. Um, so I've had the experience of, you know, the grant writing, the proposal writing, the, the pitches and all that stuff. So, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the research uh, that was done there and how they, those individuals within that center were able to, to bring that into the community, right. To bring that also into um, the public domain and the K through 12 and the undergraduates that were aspiring or maybe had no idea about what science and technology was. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's a lot of people that, that have been impacted from, you know, the work that was done through that program. So, um, you know, kudos to everyone who made that happen. And I think it's, it's good to see it continuing too and, and, and reaching so many students. So mm -hmm. why don't we, why don't we pivot and talk about UTC? So you, you were a scientist, um, I understand you're not in a, in a in a in the same role you were when you started there now. So, can you share a little bit about how you went from being a scientist to now running a development program. Right. So, again, you know, it's just the journey <laughs> and not knowing what's sort of what what's ahead of you. So, um, upon uh, defending my dissertation at UConn in the fall of 2011, I was able to. Uh, you know, get a job at United Technologies working at the Research Center in East Hartford. And this is an organization that is sort of like the innovation hub of United Technologies at large. So you have businesses like Pratt & Whitney who make jet engines, Otis who makes elevators and escalators, uh, Carrier who do uh, fire and security, uh, climate controls, refrigeration, HVAC, etc. 
And um, now Collins Aerospace, which formerly, uh, for those who are Connecticut natives, may remember Hamilton Sunstrand, um, way back in the day, became UTC Aerospace Systems when we acquired Goodrich uh, several years ago, and now has become Collins Aerospace. So United Technologies may not necessarily be recognized as a household name, but people will know about Pratt & Whitney, right, and the jet engines. Um, So... Working at the research center, that's where our workforce is comprised of like 75% PhD students from all across the world, from 40, over 40 countries. And um, I had the opportunity to be there as a research scientist for about seven years. And it wasn't until recently that I stepped into a new role um, that I'm so excited about. And it's just one of those serendipity uh, kind of moments in life. Um, prior to, and so people have been asking me like, Oh, well, what do you feel? How do you feel about, you know, removing yourself from technology and engineering? And I'm totally cool with it because it means that I get to work with, uh, you know, people across the engineering and tech leaders within the engineering and technology space of UTC, but also I get to, you know, cultivate and lead and support the next generation of engineers who will be coming into our workforce as the manager of the Margaret Ingalls Engineering Development Program, which is named for Margaret Ingalls, who was one of the first women in the United States to earn an engineering degree. And this is back in 1916. And she was uh, an employee of Carrier at that time and you know, was uh, doing some amazing work um, as an innovator and a pioneer. So for this program to be one named for a woman to support entry-level engineers coming into our workforce that have graduated from bachelor's degrees across the engineering domain um, is just really exciting for me. So I have no problem leaving the lab behind um, because it means that I get to you know, step into a role that I will also be able to grow as a leader. And that's something that I'm really excited about. Yeah, no, you're going to be able to impact. I mean, you've impacted a lot of people and students throughout your time um, in your other jobs. Now you'll be able to impact, you know, people in a different way. You're, you're teaching people in a different way now than, than the traditional educator would, but you're still going to have a large impact on people, which clearly you have a passion for. So, you know, I'd want to say, you know, obviously thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to speak with us, but I want to, I want to get some advice from you for, 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 for the audience. So for women who want to get into the STEM field, who might be, you know, leery or on the fence, you know, is this a good place for me? Is this a good place for me to have a career? What would be your advice to, you know, say it's like a, a middle school student or a high school student, or even a college student, what would be, what would be your advice to, to women who, who are thinking about getting into the STEM field? My advice to those young women is if you have an interest or a passion around science, tech, being an innovator, being an entrepreneur, absolutely follow whatever that aspiration is and be fearless because we need you. We need the diversity of our workforce. Um, If we think about women in general, right, we make up half of the global population yet there's only 13% of us that are in the STEM field. And certainly there's, uh, we've been doing our due diligence in the you know, corporate sector 
um, in the global space and recognize that we need women and, you know, people of color, people that bring a diversity of experience, diversity of thought uh, into the workforce, especially when we want to be innovative in the STEM technology engineering uh, space. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, if there's something that interests you, just go for it and don't let anyone tell you no. <laughs> don't be afraid of, you know, being the only one, the only girl, the only woman. Um, there's so much support that you have and it may not be in your immediate circle, uh, but, you know, seek out those people that will lift you up and that want you to succeed because that's how we're all just going to get through together. And, you know, if, if you need someone to reach out to, follow me on social media and drop me a line because I would love to just, you know, give you a little pep talk because uh, it's so important. Don't let the numbers scare you. Don't let people tell you no. Be fearless and just go for it. Well, that, that's nice of you to make a, an open offer to everyone listening to the podcast. You're going to be their mentor because you mentioned earlier that how important mentorship was you and your career and getting in the STEM field. So um, it's nice of you to kind of pay it forward to others. So thank, thank you again for, uh, for kind of sharing your career story and how you're helping, how you've helped and are continuing to help the, the Connecticut education system and um, in, in a variety of ways. So we appreciate you uh, joining us uh, for the podcast. It's been my pleasure. And Nick, I just want to give you kudos as well to what you're doing um, to amplify the message and the need and the support of our educators. Um, my roots are planted here in Connecticut, so I plan on staying here for a very long time. And so I just, I really appreciate the work that you do and the advocacy that you're giving people like me uh, and others to, to sort of speak to and, and empower uh, our younger generation. Well, thank, thank you for the kind words, and we're all trying to do our part, so I appreciate that, and uh, we'll have to check back in the future and hear what other cool things you're working on. Sounds good. Thank you Thanks, so much. Jackie. Have a great one. If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.